This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing good, Mark. Real good. Thank you. And the crowd cheers. <laughs> We're excited to be talking to you every Saturday here at 1 o'clock. We've been a couple times at 8 o'clock because of Penn State football. Hopefully, they're winning. So if you want to ask us a question about residential, commercial real estate, mortgages, give us a call. My number is 267 266 5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And tell your friends to listen to this show because the media is not talking about real estate and the real estate market is fine. It's the best time still to buy because the rates are lower and it's the best time in history to sell when we're the only real estate show. So spread the word, please. And you can listen to this show and our past shows at our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com. And also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today? So coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yep. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Mortgage fun facts and statistics. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. All right. <laughs> Mark, we also have our questions. I ratified a contract. And am I unable? I am unable to get financing. Do I have to release the earnest money deposit deposit to the sellers? <laughs> the next question is: In New Jersey, is the seller required to obtain a smoke a smoke certification in an as is cash contract, or only if the property is being financed? That's a good one. Next question is: Pending buyers of my occupied home are asking to see the house again. It's the third time. Causing me to clean and then vacate. Realtor says it's normal. Is it? <laughs> if I was buying, it would be five times. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> About the 20th time. Right. Next question is, does a broker have to have a power of attorney to sign a seller's name to contracts? I just did that this week. Very good. And Mark, we also have our topic of the day, which are you running a business or playing at business. Well, yeah. that's a good one. Yes. But first, give us your motivational quote. 
And my motivational quote is, you must do the thing you think you cannot do. Very so good. If, if you can't visualize it, you can't get there. All right, so where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is Frank's bell. So this housing inventory is the big issue because the rates went down, the market's fine. Media don't talk about it because it's good news. If it bleeds, it leads. They only talk about bad news. Right. But the inventory is under a million again as we were going down. Like I, I about, I don't know, eight, nine shows back, I think we were up to like 5,700 actives in Philadelphia, which is ridiculously low with over 600,000 units. Sure. And then, and then we went down last week to like 3,000 units again. So they're to down. We're talking nationwide here now. There's under a million, dropping 970,000 units for a population of 330 million people. So existing home sales, you know, they they love using terms like crash. But, yeah, but that's not appropriate right now. But you know, in twenty in 2022, we peaked around 6.5 million sales in January, and that and about 4 million in December. Now we have a total inventory of all-time loans lows again when historically lows. And that's one of the big issues. And these real estate agents, I'm just, I know for a fact, I talked to a bunch of agents the last two weeks and I asked them, well, are you calling people and telling them what's going on? And nine out of 10 weren't. And one, our friend Kevin O'Shea said, you know what? I called 10 people yesterday. <laughs> I said, did it work? He goes, yeah, it worked. I said, see, but they just don't want to do it. I just don't get it. But total housing costs for homeowners versus wages meager. And most will buy a home right away when they sell. Looking at housing this way to four, uh, uh, over the last four decades, it makes sense. The one period was back in 2006 to 11 when that was a really bad market. But, you know, people are not going to be homeless. So most people are selling and buying. If you're in a group of people who have simply not read the housing data for decades, the lack of sellers is also a demand problem, which we saw, you know, this year really bad and after 2022. Yeah. So, you know, good. It, it goes back to the same, you know, adage where, you know, people are at three and a half percent and they don't want to buy at six and a half percent. And, you know, I've, I talk to agents, I call every day. I must call at least between 20 to 30 agents every single day. And that's exactly what they're saying. Number one, they don't know what to say because they're agreeing with the sellers where they don't want to go from three percent to six and a half percent. And, you know, you got to actually do the math and you have to realize that you're not going to have this mortgage forever. Yeah. And besides that, in Philly Metro, there's 6.7 million people. There's somebody moving and somebody selling. Of course. It's just a matter of talking to people because six historically is a great rate. Right. So, you know. It, they don't know the history. Like I was just talking to somebody last week and I told him I locked in at like 13 and a half or 14% back in the 80s. They were like, what? I'm like, yeah, you got to understand the big picture. Yep. You know, we were, we we're a little spoiled at three, but the three is below the line where it shouldn't be that low. Yeah. But the other six is a kind of normal rate. But if the, if the agents don't feel like this is a good time to buy or sell, then they're not going to they're not going to portray that to their clients, and that's the no. issue. 
That's the that issue. That is the issue. If we could get every real estate agent in Philly to listen to this damn show, they maybe didn't make 10 phone calls today right. and just tell people what's happening on the buyer side, what's happening on the seller side, and then they would know. Right. And somebody they know would be thinking about selling or listing. Right. Because if you sell now, you're going to get top dollar. Yep, for sure. Like I'm, I'm listing a quad this week, and I've been having problems putting a number on it because- I think I'm really low <laughs> the way the way things are happening. Right. You know, so it's and the last one I listed sold in like a week and you know, four or five offers. Well that's what you so, need to do. You need to be out there. You need to show us the way. Well, I am trying. <laughs> and I talk to everybody about this stuff, but it's like, you know, uh, so the inventory thing is gonna be an issue. I think we'll it'll loosen up a little bit as we get into twenty twenty three. One of the problems is the builders, they're so far behind. I mean, there are 5 million houses behind. Luckily in Philly, you got like the Somerset Place thing going on. You got some other things going on. So Philly's market's kind of like booming a little bit. You know, California, number one, New York, number two, and New Jersey's number three for where everybody's fleeing. I mean, it's like 3,000 people a day in California. That's how bad it is. Yeah. That could that governor, I mean, he must be from like Mars or something, this stuff he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but I, I think there's gonna be some shifts in the market coming up and and I see that applications for mortgages are up and applications for refis are up again. So the people are gradually getting back in the market. Right. So I'm optimistic. I, I, I like I, out there listening, I'm not seeing any problems. Yeah. I'm not having problems finding buyers. So tell us about the rates. So the rates, Mark, you're looking at your 30-year conventional at about 6.125. Your 15 is at 5.25. Your 5.1 arm is at about 5.75%. And your FHA, your 30-year FHA is at 5.875. That's under 6%. That's right. Along with your VA, 5.875. I mean- these are incredible rates from where we were in the seven. So let's get out there. Let's get moving. Call they're, me. They're probably two year ago rates. If I looked at our shows, probably two years ago, that's probably where we were at. Yeah, maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe 19. Okay. Yeah. All right. With that, you're listening to Good News and Rose Day here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So I got one for you. So these three boys are out playing in Delaware near this lake, right? And they hear a scream. So they follow the sound to the lake and they see Joe Biden drowning. And the boys jump in the water. They drag across the shore. They save them. They drag them up. And Biden says to them, he goes, how can I repay you guys? And the first boy says, I want a boat. And the second boy says, I want a truck. And the third boy said, I want a nice tombstone. And Biden says, why is that? He goes, because when my dad finds out I helped save you, he's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5600. 
5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with D.A. Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. Now, mine says top 12 mortgage statistics and facts. Correct. That's all right. Correct. Well, you, you had some fun thing in there in the beginning. <laughs> I did. You're right. All right. I wrote it. And I didn't, yeah, anyway. So that that counts one for it me. It does. It does. One for Mark. Yep, I'll one, give it to you. One correcto. <laughs> All right. So I was, I mean, it's hard to keep coming up with some, some good stuff that's going to be entertaining, but um, I thought top 12 mortgage statistics and facts would be I'm fun. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> so the mortgage debt in America exceeded $17 trillion in 2021. $17 trillion. Yeah, that's about uh, one-eighth of the GDP, I think, something like that. Something like that. The average sales price of a new home in 2021 was 453700 yeah, when we start the show I, 14 years ago, it was about two and a, two and a quarter, yep. something like that. Exactly. I thought that was really cool. The median mortgage value in 2020 was 251700 Right. Number four is 62% of homeowners have a mortgage. I think that's pretty low. Six, that, that means- is, There's a lot of people with no mortgage. Yeah. I mean, that means that 38% Either or mortgage paid, free. paid cash or mortgages right. paid off. Or they paid their mortgage. Yeah, there's a lot yep. of, that's, that's why we have trillions of dollars of equity out there. Trillions. And we should be using it. Let's buy that second home in Florida. I'm, I'm here now. I have free time. <laughs> <laughs> I can get you pre-approved. Just give me a call. All right. 48% of Philly, that's right. And call her up. Yeah. All at once. All at once. I'm in. <laughs> Let's try it. All right. Number five, refinancing mortgages outpaced purchases every quarter over the last two years. I believe that one. I mean, of course, when when we refinanced at 2.5 and 3%, of course. What was the lowest? 2.2? You know what? The lowest mortgage rate in history was... 2.625% in January of 2021. Yep. The high and that was a more and that was a mortgage, not a refi. That's correct. You're going to know this one. And it was in October of 1981. What was the <laughs> highest mortgage rate in history? You probably had it. 19%? 18.63%. I was close. <laughs> the first American mortgage required a 50% down payment. Yeah. And about nine, number nine is about 9% of mortgage applications are denied. That's a small number. And what do you think the number one reason is for a mortgage application denial? No J-O-B? You would think. Those are just my clients. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the next one is? Next one is... No doubt uh, for denial, bad credit. So it's a high debt to income ratio. Oh, ratio, that's it. That so, would have been my next pick. Yeah, so that just means people are out there shopping for more than they can afford. Because Max you, it out those cards. You got to remember when when we look at your, your income, we're going off of your gross income. 
We're not right. looking at net. And that's what you're getting pre-approved on. So when people say, well, get me the highest I can, you know, we're going up to 56.9% of their gross income. Right. Not net. Right. The typical down payment, this is number 11, the typical down payment for a first-time home buyer is how much? And don't say Five, 20. <laughs> 5%. The typical 7%. down payment for a first-time buyer is 7%. Now, keep in mind, you know, for a first-time home buyer, you can get as low as 3% on your conventional, right. and you can do 3.5% on an FHA. The average credit score used to get a mortgage in 2020 was what? In 2020? The average credit score. 620? You're way off. What? 746. Holy moly. In 2020, right? Again, not my clients, but that's okay. We love helping everybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> run into too many people with this score that high. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, what I was really amazed at was that 62% of homeowners have a mortgage. There's over 6 million existing home sales in 2021, the most since 2006. But interesting, while the home purchases are going up, the amount of Americans with mortgages is going down. So the number of people with a mortgage in 2021 stood at 48,974,364. It's a lot of cash. And that's down from 2010. Yeah. When we that's a, well, well, you figure all the boomers are probably, most of them are paid off their houses. Right. And so we're looking at the number six was the lowest 30-year fixed mortgage rate in history was 2.65%. So we're so used to everything getting more expensive that, you know, it surprises us to find out that the lowest mortgage rate in history was rather recent. And- the rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage hit a whole, an all-time weekly low in the first week of January of 2021, and that kicked off the best year for fixed mortgages in the history. So with a 30-year fixed having 2.96 interest rate and a 15-year at 2.27. And then Joe turned off this faucet, uh, <laughs> and everything went to hell. Uh, <laughs> How about two weeks ago, they were saying, we might have made a mistake. Uh, maybe we jumped the gun turning that uh, pipeline off, and then all of a sudden, that story was gone. Gone. <laughs> no, yeah. it, just, it doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous, and we need to go back to where we were. Everybody just, we just need to erase, like, the last eight months, and I think it would be amazing. I stopped watching the news, except for, like, some financial stuff. I just can't even watch yeah. it. They just keep... Do documents we're worried about documents that's our problem <laughs> <laughs> we uh, in philly our 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 numbers are like afghanistan numbers F almost 600 people killed 1500 wounded and we're worried about somebody bringing documents home give me a break yeah all right well coming up next is going to be our question and answer segment all right that was a good topic i like, you that, like one. that one very good job give her some applause for that one frank <laughs> So with that, you listen to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. 
Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. All right. So what's the first one? The first question is, I ratified a contract and I am unable to get financing because you didn't call me. Do I have mm. to release the earnest money to the to the sellers? Possibly. I mean, these are people, you know, got a pre-qualification, didn't hook up with you and did everything. Tax returns, W-2s, the whole nine yards. Go in, write a contract, and then the some mortgage broker, which there's a difference between a sure. broker and a banker like you, and all of a sudden they can't get the financing and they signed a contract and they put like, hopefully they didn't put 20 grand down and they broke that contract because they, you know, they could, they they didn't qualify. I mean, it just because you yeah. write in, you check that box based on financing doesn't mean you automatically get that money back. If you did something wrong, they the seller's got a case. So then Yeah, and it depends. It honestly depends on what the reason is. Is it before the commitment? Is it the appraisal? Is it title? Is it, you know, why can't you get financing? So Yeah, but usually usually um, it's their credit. They they lost they their told job. somebody they made 150 grand a year and it turned out right. a, a hundred of it was full-time and 50 of it was uh, overtime and they right. didn't have a two-year history of that. So uh, multiple reasons, but a lot of time yeah. it is because they didn't hook up with a good mortgage person in the beginning that ran their credit, everything else. And then, you know, or lost a job, got divorced. Who knows? Yeah. If you're not turning over all of your documents, everything but a DNA sample, you're not pre-approved. I mean, no. you know, you they want to see two years of tax returns, bank statements, everything. So I just had one of these on my last listing. I just sold. Guy sent me a pre-qualification. You're approved, signed by the VP. I, I'm like, yo, I called the guy up. I said, this doesn't mean anything to me. He right. goes, no, no, they're they're good to go. And I said, well, not according to this thing. Yeah. I said, you got tax returns. He goes, I got everything. I said, then. And then he told me that he's not allowed to send me a pre-approval because he's a broker. Wow. All right. Question number two. Yeah, he In said he got it. Wait, wait. Well, before we get off that topic, okay. he said something happened to him two years ago because he's a mortgage broker. He is not allowed to give a full pre-approval. Yeah, because they, they shop it out to 15, 20 different right. banks. Right. So you don't know until you know. Yeah, he's so. not sure who the lender is going to be. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's right. not Give cool. Me, all right. We lend our own money. So if we're putting our name on it, we're writing a check when it comes to closing. Yeah. Big mistakes. What's Question the next one? Question number two. In New Jersey, is the seller required to obtain a smoke certification in an as-is cash contract or only if the property is being financed? Well, smoke detector, carbon monoxide, uh, you know, protection if it's in the contract you're gonna do it if it's cash as is doesn't mean anything 
that that's another myth right. out there. I'm going to sell my property as right. is. Well, you know what? Right. Everything, Everything is, is as, as is. is when you get to the settlement table. So that's right. a myth. Another 20% down. That's another myth as is. But if there's no financing, it's according to how that contract's written up. If the contract doesn't yeah, say anything and- about having smoke detectors, no. But and it also depends on the financing because we don't require a smoke right. cert. You know, it could depend on the township. It could. Right? To, for your UNO, for your um, CO. But That's true. It, it varies. Yeah, but de- it does vary. So that's a mean. Uh, and that's not that a big question. deal, neither. I mean, if you're talking residential, right. you, you know, a few bucks and Pop one in. crush the fire department yeah. will probably give you one for free. <laughs> exactly. Right, what's in the, what's in exactly. That all right. Question number three is pending buyers of my occupied home are asking to see the house again for the third time, causing me to clean, then vacate. Realtor says it's normal. Is it? Yeah, I think it's normal. And they're pending. And it's, now, this is the problem. Now, if I'm the listing agent, I don't want them to keep coming back. You know, they got they, they either got a home inspection, so they got one more shot. And then they get a final walkthrough. But every time, if they just keep calling me and wanting to get back in there because they want to measure for rugs and this and that or whatever, no, you know, you know, you're opening a can of worms there. Like they come back, they could have a fight with the damn seller, and the next thing you know, they went out of the deal. Right. So but it's not. This is not normal. It would be if I was buying. Yeah. Well, not me. <laughs> I go there one time, and then uh, yeah, I'll see you at settlement. <laughs> Yeah, and then you get there and you're like, but I thought this was three bedrooms. No, I would be, I I would at least know that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question number four. Does a broker have to have a power of attorney to sign a seller's name to contracts? I just did this. Now, my seller was living in Virginia. She didn't want to come up. So we did the paperwork. The title company set it up for me. And and I I signed the uh, settlement sheet agent for seller. Right. And everything was emailed back and forth and the money was wired to my seller. And it should have took the settlement should have took about maybe 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> but the buyer's agent didn't somehow screwed up and and let the buyers write the check out, the cashier's check out to the real estate company, not the title company. Not the title company. And it was and it was for a hundred thousand dollars. Oh god. So they couldn't run to the bank down the street. They had to go back to the branch that wrote that check. So then the settlement was two hours long. (laughs) So I sat around, told jokes and collected names and numbers. (laughs) All right. Well, at least you got it done. I almost, and I might've got a sponsor for the show. Awesome. Awesome. That's always a good thing. Yeah. All right. Question number five. If a collection shows up on your credit report during the waiting phase of your mortgage loan, do you pay it or get in touch with your lender? Get, get in, in touch, touch with your lender. Your lender first. Yep. Uh, don't no no big no big deposits, no big withdrawals. You don't do anything without talking to your lender. Nothing that right. could screw your deal up. And if a collection comes up, you know, depending on what your ratios are, sometimes they'll just take a percentage of it and add it into your debt to income ratio. And it might and it might not be you. Remember, we had Drew Smith yep. on the show a few weeks ago. And his last name is Smith. Right. <laughs> what are the chances that there's two Drew Smiths? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the yeah. other thing is, you know, you have to make sure that that collection didn't drop 
your credit score. Right. Right. Because that could be a disaster. Yep. So anyway, yeah, yeah like, but give us a call. We'll be happy like my to. Old, uh, like my old friend Joe Smith got yeah. locked up for smoking on EL. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have to tell that story one day on air. Because <laughs> you, you can't. Did. Get, I, I don't think I ever told the whole, the whole story about how he got locked up. But well, you like, can do that as one of your funny stories. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We should do that because that was a great story. It was traumatic for Joe. But, of course. <laughs> but it was a great story. <laughs> but it was all because his name was Joe Smith. You never nobody, know. Nobody believed him. You all never right. know. All right. So, Mark, coming up next is going to be our topic of the day. Are you running a business or playing at business? And there's a difference. Yes, there All is. All right. So with that, welcome to <laughs> with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive. All the time. We'll be right back. Go Eagles. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is, are you running a business or playing at business? And this is funny because all week long, I've been talking to realtors about being productive. You know, are you are you busy or are you just pretending to be busy? Like, what's your definition of busy? But anyway, this is your topic. And, and a lot of people and a lot of people act busy. But they're busy in the 80%, right. which we do a segment every once in a while on the 80-20 rule. But the 20% is going to make all your money. So doing business is actually running a real business and producing an economic value by serving real customers, <clears throat> generating revenue, and making profit. That's a real business. That's a real business. Playing business is acting like you're running a business with actually doing business. The purpose of this whole thing is to distinguish between the two which is not always easy to do, particularly in the infant stages of an enterprise. When somebody starts up, it's not proven. So distinguishing what between people that are playing and doing business, sometimes it's not easy to do. Eventually, the people who do business will have real businesses, and the people who play businesses won't have any business because they're usually in the 80% working on a business that, rather than building the business. You know, I come to learn a lot from uh, good entrepreneurs have an instinct ability to separate the BS from what's real. The longer I've ran a business and watched other businesses, the more convinced I am to some degree that this is uh, maybe a God-given attribute. Some people are just builders, you know? Entrepreneurs are able to cut through the essence of the business issues. Uh, they learn how to do things and they don't get overextended. They learn how to stay in the 20%, not in the 80%. The 80% is doing the stuff, whatever the business is. The 20% is growing the business. How, you know, the fact I'm, I'm struck, especially like realtors, I'm struck by the fact that when, you know, like they, how many of them spend the time in the 80%? Like Microsoft started out for a long time after the inception, Bill Gates had a company running out of a very basic, almost, you know, a garage. Right. And he, he must have known at an early age the quality of business facilities doesn't have much to do whether the business is real or successful. You know, it impresses me that, you know, what 
he turned that company into Microsoft, starting out of a garage. And there's a f- bunch of stories like that. But we talk about people who play business. These are the people who are either focused on the trappings of what seem to be a business, but they're not focused on the right types of things, the 20% that we call it. The people who start these businesses usually want signs of real business without substance. They want to see their name and lights, stuff like that. Some of these signs include expensive facilities, lots of employees, lots of capital, big titles, fancy board of directors. In some ways, the people who play at business want the result of real business before they really have a real business. These are people who spend a lot on travel, a lot of personal expenses they put on the company, whatever. And, and they're really worried about how they appear. And sometimes they're like basically posing right, on, a, on a subtle level. They're spending a lot of time in meetings, setting up accountings, evaluating insurance plans, all that 80%. Non-rather. Right. All, yeah, all, all the superficial right. stuff, not the real things. And at the root of all that business, you have to ask yourself whether you want something real or you want something to appear in a certain way. You know, starting a business is an inside game where the character of the founders is revealed in hundreds of little decisions and things they say or do. Interestingly, who you are usually informs the type of people that you hire and bring on. That's like Dr. A is so important in this whole right. thing. Doing Hiring decisions, all that kind of stuff, make or break a, a, a startup. So doing business versus playing business cascades directly to what the organization becomes over time. And like, like I run into it all the time because I coach people and – it's amazing how much time people spend on the 80%, the stuff that's not getting you to where you want to go. Like, I, just so the audience understands what I'm talking about here, like, a, let's take a real estate agent. You know, when I tell real estate agents what the 20% is, the 20% is getting the buyer and the seller. That's, that's the key. The rest of it, running around showing houses, going to an open house, filling out paperwork, writing contracts, sending out emails, calendars, postcards, all this stuff. I I just got a bunch of them. All that stuff. You know, you might get one deal from 400 calendars, but in the end, you know, if you called 400 people, imagine what would happen. But they're focused... They they do all that stuff and then probe somebody calls right. waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah, I don't get no. it. I just don't get it. And and that's playing at business. And that's why a lot of them are the average agent in the United States right now is a fifty nine year old female sell, selling twelve houses and making about seventy grand. Yeah, and they probably been doing that for 12, 14 years. And my question was, is how come you're not making 140 grand? Well, I only can work like 50 hours a week. Well, that's because you're in the 80% yeah. all the time. Dressed up with the little Mercedes logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know, it's like, what's your, what's your opinion on the whole thing? I agree. I mean, I, when I was in the insurance business, there used to be people sitting in the office coming up with the most amazing <laughs> illustrations. But they had no one to show it to. But they could make a killer presentation, but they didn't have anybody to show it to, which just blew my mind. How about if you go out there and find out what somebody's needs are and then come back and do an illustration? 
No, there was just like presentation after presentation. It was ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. But I agree. I know. And, and it's like the emails I get every day. Somebody spends all this time making this a really fancy email, and I just go down the line shiftily. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark. That was a great topic. All I know right. you could go on and on about it, but let's get to our business segment with Asking Dr. A. And today we're going to continue with how to take advantage of the employment dip. All right. Very good. How are you, Dr. Abelson? Doing great, Mark. How are you two guys? We're good. Doing well. All right. So follow up from where you left off last week. What I want to do this time is I want to remind people that when you're hiring somebody new, don't just lead with money as a, as a reward system. And if you're, if you're using our assessment, then you know what to lead with, because some people like to have structure at the workplace, and some people like to have independence in the workplace. So if you lead with things that are closer to what motivates them or what they're passionate about, then what happens is it's much more likely they're going to say yes, number one. Number two, it's going to be much more cost effective for you, because if you're always leading with money, it gets to be pretty darn expensive. No doubt. Of course. So, uh, so, so two things for sure are this notion of structure or, or giving them the opportunity to set structure. Another one deals with, you know, some people just have this thirst for knowledge. They just want to learn more things. So if you have resources, whether you have internal training or whether you have a budget to help them with, with training externally, instead of giving them more money for their salary right, or compensation, then give them an opportunity to learn more. Now, my suggestion is this actually goes back to an article I wrote only back in 1983. Oh, my God. Basically, wow. when you want to train somebody, train them on things that are specific to the job. That's where you need to spend your money, not on general stuff that they could use at any other job as well as your job. That way, what's happening is you're getting more bang for your buck and you're not training them to go somewhere else. That's a good point. That's a great point. Right. So, so again, when you're training them, you know, and, and you're spending dollars that way, just spend it on something that applies specifically to the job that they're in now. Or if you want to move them to another job in your organization, that's fine as well. But just don't give them some general training. That's now, a that's tip. a great point, Dr. A, because I have an assistant, you know, who keeps, who wants to earn more money. And I've given her different tasks. You know, she needs to learn the C or my CRM. She needs to learn, you know, another program. And as she's learning these programs, her salary increases because she's becoming more of a benefit to me. And she definitely has a thirst for knowledge. Right. That's just her personality. She just needs to keep growing. Well, let me, I'm going to give you another hint, too, um, as far as what to do that's not going to cost you anything, but it's actually going to be net gain to them. Bring in somebody who specializes in taxes. All right. And, and have them address tax issues that are related to your staff, not just in general, but specifically related to staff. Because what happens is you might not be paying them more, but their net gain is going to be higher because Uncle Sam gets less of what they're, they're earning. So look for That's opportunities like that where you can bring in people from the outside that gives them additional information. It doesn't cost you any because they're going to love to come in for free. Yeah. All right. Or find somebody who will come in for free because they can get money from them as far as the fee for their services. So there's all kinds of neat things you can do other than giving them money and promising them money. That's a good tip. That's a great tip. A lot of small business people, I know all the crazy realtors, they all do their own taxes, which is bizarre. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, that Where was awesome. So Dr. A, how can they get a hold of you? It's real easy. Just It's uh, dr. A at ablson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net or succeed at ablson.net. 
Awesome. All right, very Thank good. you, Dr. All right, Doctor. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And everybody's getting ready to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it's going to be a very, very big game. Go Eagles, go! <laughs> That's right. So with that, a special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air all these years here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We hope you have a great week. Get ready for next week. We're going to kick some butt in Arizona. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of the past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.